Hi, this is Dan. And this is Joe. And this is Enough Room. Hello and welcome back, everyone. Hello again. <laughs> you know what I think you should do? I think you should say like, good day, mate, or whatever the, yeah. Good day, mate. Oh, there you go. Like that, <laughs> for all our American friends. American, <laughs> Finnish, Romanian, <laughs> wherever you're listening from. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us again. Um, yeah. yeah, I really hope everyone is getting a blessing out of these um, episodes. Um, I mean, we love doing them. But I guess it's always like, oh, is this one going to connect with people? Is anyone <laughs> going to get anything out of this? Um, are we just talking to are ourselves? Are we just talking to ourselves? <laughs> um, yes. But it's good to see. We do appreciate everyone yeah. who's joining us on yeah. this uh, And on thanks this for those of you who have been messaging us and encouraging us and asking questions. We really appreciate that. It's... Um, we enjoy interacting with you guys and, and connecting with our audience. So so please continue to message us, follow us, get in touch. We, we really appreciate that. Yes, love it, love it. Um, so one thing that we've been doing, and if you've, um, if you've been joining us along for this ride, you'll know that we've been going through this um, message that we received on Facebook. Um, now this, today's part of the message is a bit interesting. <laughs> Because she messages Daniel and she asks him to um, do an experiment with me. Mm. Mm, mm. Yes. And I think out of all of the message, this part annoys me a lot. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get into it. We'll get into Mm. it. Yeah. So she says, I would like you to do an experiment with your partner. Ask him this. If God told you clearly that you need to leave me, would you? If he says yes, then that would mean he loves God more than you, which would be putting God first. If he doesn't believe in God and you do, then the verse comes to mind. Can two walk together unless they agree? Or do not be equally yoked with unbelievers. Okay, so I'm going to go first. (laughs) Regardless of whether or not you agree with someone's relationship, and there are exceptions when you can see that it's, you know, a toxic relationship or, Mm. um, you know, someone is being hurt in that relationship. But apart from that, regardless of whether or not you agree with Um, homosexual relationships or interracial relationships or maybe just your best friend going out with someone you don't really like Uh, it annoys me so much when people try to push their noses in other people's Mm. business and i think this is where it sort of crosses that line um and yeah it really this this particular part of the message just really annoyed me um when she's asked daniel to do a um an experiment with me. <laughs> mm, mm. Um, so just, uh, just I guess, yeah. to uh, to humor me and to humor her. Okay. Um, <laughs> let, let's ask. Mm. If you were to be clearly told by God to leave me, would mm-hmm. you? I would. Mm. I would. Fair enough. And, and the reason why is that I feel like God has clearly told me. Yeah. That you're the one for me. Yeah. And so I said, yes. And so yeah. if he were to tell me, no, he's not, clearly, 
like burning bush on my driveway clearly <laughs> um then i'd be like okay yeah i got you god it's all yeah. good it's a no um so yeah the answer is obviously yeah. a yes so i guess uh in that sense so she said if he says yes which you have then that would mean he loves god more than you which would be putting god first Great. Look, look okay. I am I am 30 years old. Okay, mm. no, I lie. I am 31 years old. And my life has been so full of blessings. There have mm. been some tough times. Mm. I've gone through depression. I've um, had to deal with anxiety attacks. Mm. I've had to deal with um, hurt and pain that is so close to me that I can't even mention it. Mm. But if there's one thing that's been constant through all of that, it's God. Yep. And so I trust him more than anything. Um, and so, yeah, that's why it's just a no-brainer for me. Yeah. And I think that's what I find really interesting in this this whole, uh, I guess, experiment that she asks us to do. She's very clearly making a lot of assumptions here. Um, because she, yeah, she says that if you say yes, that means you would, you would love God more than me and mm. you put in him first and and I agree with that and I appreciate that because I I would say the same and I think um, as you said we, there is so much that we go through in this life but one constant that both of us have had is is God mm. and and we do always want to put him first yeah um, and I believe we've spoken about previously that for us, God has also been central to our relationship yeah. and we have been praying together since the beginning of our relationship yeah. daily for God to lead us and direct us. And, um, and I think that will continue because that for us is key. Mm. We, we do want to put God first in our own lives, but also yeah. in our lives together. Yeah. And as a person of color, it makes me question a lot of things. And I think being a person of color, there's a certain way that I see the world. Um, and there's a certain way um, that I see, especially questions like this. And I don't know if you sort of get hints of this or whether it's just me, whether I'm overthinking it, but I think it's a valid thought. I think it's interesting in that... Um, she has to ask this question about whether I believe in God and whether I love God mm. and questions my faith in God. This whole time she's been talking about you mm. and she references you as, you know, someone who seems to love God and someone who seems to obey the law. But when she focuses in on me, the question then becomes whether or not he actually really loves God and whether or not he actually knows God. And yeah. I wonder if it's because she's seen my name on Facebook and it's not your, and again, I could be going way off topic here, but I, as a person of color, I do have to ask this question. And this is the question that comes in my mind as well. When I see this, I'm like, why is it that she's, uh, that she's questioned my faith in God that she assumes that I will say no. Mm. She's made an assumption here. And yeah. so I have to ask the question, Why? what is it about me? Is it my name? Is it the fact that I'm a different color to your normal, uh, to what people would normally assume, what a Christian might look like? Or for her, what, you know, what does a Christian look like? Mm. And I know this, a lot of people might hear that and go, whoa, <laughs> hold up. 
we're going into some territory here that, you know, can be quite painful. But, and I'm not accusing her of, you know, being racist or anything, but I'm questioning why is it that she actually referenced that? Mm. And for us as a couple, um, it's funny because we were in Italy last year, um, around June, and we had to keep, well, not only Italy, but we did a bit of Europe. And every time we went to a new city or a new country, mm. we would always Google whether or not, um, you know, it was safe for yeah. us to hold hands together while walking down the street. Yeah. Um, whether it was safe for LGBT people. Yeah. And it was interesting when we came to one particular city, it didn't actually mention that being LGBT was an issue but it did mention that being an interracial couple might be an issue. Yeah. And that's something that we have to sort of, yep. and we come face to face with that a lot um, in messages, not only like this, which sort of implies something about me personally, um, but also I think in a few other messages we've seen where people have specifically singled out yeah. being in an interracial um interracial couple and i think it goes to that question you know she says can two walk together unless they disagree or being equally yoked with unbelievers hmm. um and i can't help but go is she assuming that i'm not a believer yeah just because of my name or just because of the color of my skin um and and i think that's a really good question to ask as well we are obviously from different countries different backgrounds and different cultures what do you think how has our relationship been able to work uh we've we've both come from an adventist background we both have an adventist culture and we both have a love for families that has really connected us and um and you know i i think we've we've just we've found those points of connection rather than focusing on what's different and I think I'm, I'm learning a lot about the different culture and, and, and it certainly does have an impact on the relationship. But um, I, think, uh, I think for me, as, as we talked about last week, marriage is about finding, and I think relationships are, is about finding someone else that, that can be an, uh, a partner and a, and a companion in life and someone to go through life with you. Um, and so I think that for me is is more important than than whether or not we necessarily have the same cultural background or, mm. or can relate on every single level i think yeah. that that there's there's always differences and if you look at the um you know the heterosexual relationship you've got a male and a female connecting and they come from two very different sort of backgrounds and in many ways two very different worlds because mm. Unfortunately, in this world, women are still um, discriminated against. Mm. They are still seen as a as a lesser gender. Yeah. Now, I may not agree with that, and I hope that I can do anything to to change that and help the world be be a more equal place for everyone. But the, that's the reality of the world we live in. And so to suggest that two people need to be um, equal to be able to be in a relationship almost negates the possibility of heterosexual relationships. Yeah. Because you've got two people coming from different statuses in society. Mm. 
And this is not anything new. Um, this whole idea that, you know, the whole equally yoked part of it. I have heard it in churches before growing up. I, I don't hear it anymore now, uh, which is good. But I've heard it before and it does sadden me. And that's why when I when I read this, as a person of color, I recognized something about that. A insinuation that she was making. Maybe, again, maybe it's just me reading into it. But I... Uh, again, uh, from my point of view, I, I saw that and where she was going with that. And that's why I, I, I just felt like, no, this isn't right, you know. And we are obviously not only gay, but also an interracial couple. And then I think of other interracial couples out there or on the flip side, how sometimes we look at race, culture, um, maybe even religious beliefs as obstacles in getting to know someone or being in a relationship with someone. I mean, you just have to jump onto, you know, a dating app and you'll normally find the words no Asians or no Indians or no blacks or no fats, whatever it might be. If you've been on any uh, dating app, you might have, you may have seen this before. Um, and, and that's just, again, another sad part of our world that we live in. Um, and it's even sadder. Is that a word, sadder? No. Mm. Yeah, it's even more sad when we hear this sort of rhetoric in the church or with people who claim to uh, be speaking for God. Um, and yeah, th that that part of me just jumped out and mm. caught my attention. And I think for me, it's interesting hearing you say all of that because... Um, to be honest, I never read any of that in that. Mm. And um, and it, it's it's sad to, I guess, know that because of the world we live in, that's that's what you hear. Mm. Um, I think to me what, what I guess saddened me was just this assumption that she's made. Because it's very clear that she's made an assumption that you don't believe in God. Yeah. I didn't, I haven't yet seen the racism in that. Mm. Um, for me, that was all about... Um, the sexuality, mm -hmm. and for me, it was an it was clear that she was making an assumption because of our sexuality. Yeah. Um, and I think throughout this message, it's also clear that she's making a lot of assumptions about my own spirituality, and and that I've clearly given up on God as well. But um, I think that for me is is a huge thing. Is just that so many in the church just assume that because we're gay, we've given up on God and we don't mm. believe in God and we don't mm. believe in His Word and yeah. and we don't put God first. We're putting ourselves first. And I mean, we have talked about this in the last few weeks. Um, you know, when when you know this discussion about you know temporary pleasure and and you know when we get to heaven it's going to be so much more than what we get here on earth and all this sort of stuff and i think to me that's just what that's what really saddens me is just this assumption that we can't and that we don't love god just because of our sexuality yeah um and i that that for me is quite sad yeah. and i i think it's interesting she she goes on to say God can meet your needs if you allow him without having any appearance of evil or evil itself, which you obviously are not able to see. God has said he will allow people to become blind. Satan will send his support and answer your prayers and wishes, and you will think they are from God. 
you will be happy for a time. Again, here I feel like she's she's focusing in on this idea that because we are gay and because we are happy to be in a same-sex relationship, that we must be deceived and and that we are rejecting God and that we are not allowing ourselves um or sorry, we are not allowing God to fulfill our needs and our desires and we are not a we are not trusting him to know what's best for us. Okay. And I think it's it's just it saddens me that people have this assumption about our faith and our belief in God just because of our sexuality. Mm. And I and I I absolutely agree with everything that you've just said. Um I think it's because we are so afraid in mm. the church. We're so afraid of things that don't look like the norm. And so when anything just looks out of the ordinary, we automatically paint it as being evil. <laughs> yeah. Um and and I can I can sort of see that in this as well. Um and if you're listening, you you may hear that Dan and I are approaching this particular message from two different perspectives. We're seeing it slightly differently. Um, And that's one of the beauties of this relationship is that we do see things beautifully and it just, um, we approach things differently and it makes this whole experience even more beautiful, even more colorful, um, I guess. But yeah, it, it saddens me that she sees this as having the appearance of evil Mm. and how sad it is when you really think about it that you're so afraid of being deceived or so afraid of things that don't look like the normal Mm. that you then miss out on the happiness and the joys that come with um, those experiences or come with those relationships or come with those people who you may not necessarily um, agree with yeah. Um and and that's what I'm what I'm really feeling in this mm. is the fear of something that isn't what she would consider normal. Yeah. The fear of being deceived in a way. Um I mean why else would you ask for an experiment to be done? Mm. If you're doing an experiment you're trying to test something. Yeah. Um and so yeah, I I feel like there, there is this feeling of being afraid and of being deceived. Um, and I think it's interesting you say that because I remember in my, I guess, my journey when I was just really struggling with depression and was just feeling like life was not worth living and life was, was just too hard. Um, this whole following God was it was just too hard because I felt like no matter how much I prayed, no matter how much I wanted to be straight, no matter how much I wanted to be able to resist temptation and give up my, my same-sex attraction, it just didn't happen. No matter how much I prayed, no matter how much I said that I was free, no matter how much I shared with others and supported others and... I felt like it was almost, uh, well, if I act and step out in faith, then it will come true. And it and it just never seemed to happen. And that drove me to study the word and read books and, and, and do all sorts of online searching and, and praying for months. And in that time, I remember continually seeing 
all of these different theories and reading the Bible and praying and feeling more and more like I was being led into this theology that I have now, which is affirming and accepting of same-sex relationships. And I remember one night I was lying there wrestling with God and just praying that he would stop me going down this path of believing that this was okay and that he would stop me being deceived because the more I studied, the more I felt like it was okay for me to be gay. And I continued to pray and wrestle with God, asking him to take that away from me and and stop me being deceived. And, and I got to this point where I realized I was so afraid of being deceived that I didn't even, I didn't trust that God was leading me. And I didn't trust that all of my prayer, all of my Bible study was leading me to the truth. I felt like despite all of that prayer and Bible study, I was being deceived and I was being led down this path to, of destruction ultimately. And, and as she mentions in this message, you know, this, this idea of thinking it's all okay, but it's really the devil who's, um, you know, who's blinding me and God's allowing me to be blinded. And I, I reached this point of, of, of thinking, hang on a minute. I believe that Christ has the victory. I believe that God is all powerful and I believe that God loves me and that he has my best interests at heart. And so instead of continually fighting and not believing that my prayer is enough, not believing that my Bible study is enough and that I'm always going to be deceived, start trusting that God Mm. is leading. Mm. Start trusting in the power of prayer. Start trusting in the Bible and my study of the Bible. Mm -hmm. Start trusting in the Holy Spirit to lead and, and guide and direct me and inspire me. Mm. And and it was at that point that I finally felt this sense of relief where I could just let go and I could I could let go of all this fear and I could just trust God and relax in him. Mm. And you know one thing that I I think it really dawned on me at that at that time is just that the Bible says love casts out all fear. Mm. And I thought, well this just starts to make sense. If God is love and God loves me and his love casts out all fear, then why should I be afraid of deception? Mm. Why should I be afraid of being led down the wrong path if I am connected with God in prayer, if I am studying his word daily? Mm. I shouldn't be afraid to be deceived. I should be able to trust in him. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Enough Room. We'll be dropping another episode in about a week's time. So until then, follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. Till next time. Bye.